Okay, and we are recording for what will be episode two of the School Twist podcast. That's kind of exciting and nerve-wracking, all racked in one. This is Chris again, and I'm sitting with Fiona. Fiona is a new addition to the School Twist team. And for the tens of listeners that we had for our first uh, episode with JJ, you'll probably remember what we're doing is kind of just getting a behind the scenes look at the individuals that are running these after school enrichment programs. Like from my limited experience, there's been some really fantastic people. They have such a, an awesome story. So we're spending a few minutes every week capturing those stories and hopefully other people will find them as interesting as, as we do. So Fiona, uh, you are here with us. So if you, you know, tell us who you are, where your hometown is, and then we'll kind of build this path away from your hometown. Okay. Uh, my name is Fiona McCubbin, and everyone can probably tell by my accent that I'm from England. My home is a city, actually. It's Sheffield, which is in Yorkshire. Um, it's one claim to fame is the movie the full Monty if you ever saw that movie yes. it's uh, about 30 years old now but that's set in Sheffield and is very much Sheffield humor and based around the failing steel industry in the 70s because it was a booming city for a long time and then when my parents moved there and had me it was just going through a really tough time wow so that's where I grew up that's a, a pretty cool claim to fame I think you you definitely won up JJ's just out of Seattle uh claim so Good. <laughs> <laughs> that was so now it's an, a mission accomplished. It's a win for the day. We can just pack it up and, and go away. So, okay. So, how did you end up leaving, leaving home? So, we ended up leaving home because my husband was working in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, the company was actually based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. They'd opened a small site uh, in Cambridge, England. And didn't make the money that they said they were going to make. So it was a simple cost cutting exercise. They shut it down and they transferred just a handful of people over to Boston. And he had been sent um, for three months, I think the year before to work on a project. So they knew who he was. So they asked him to come over and I was like, okay, let's try it for two years maybe. And we're still here 17 years later. Wow. So, 17 years. And yeah. you have two children, both both born here? Yes, so um, I was already pregnant with James when we moved here. So I was 20 weeks pregnant when we got on the plane and he, yeah, he was born here. And then two years later, Kate came along. So they're both uh, Bostonians, I suppose. Nice, <laughs> well, potentially nice. Uh, no British accents anyway, not unless they are trying to um, be silly, then they will put on British accents. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, okay, so at about what age for the kids did you start getting involved in, in the after school activities? So tell me a little bit about their after school mm -hmm. life. What were they into? Well, actually, even before they went to school, there was this um, indoor play space that kids would go to in the winter because the winters mm -hmm. are so long here. And it was set up as a co-op. So it required you to volunteer if you were going to be part of it. It was in a church basement, massive area with, you know, room for the kids to really run around with those toy cars and things like that. So I started volunteering there and they asked me to go on the board. And then the person I was on the board with ended up going to the same uh, elementary school 
uh, both our boys went to the same elementary school. She was brought immediately into the PTA. So then she brought me in because uh, she came in as president and brought me in as treasurer. And then it kind of spiraled from there. So I've always, whilst the kids were in elementary school, I was always involved in the, the PTA and the after school programs. And once they went to middle school, not so much. By that time, we'd moved to Japan and it was an international school and things were run a bit differently there. Yeah. So I was involved, but um, the PTA is treated a bit, it, it's a bit more of a support network and doesn't have as much to do with the school. Interesting. So and you say yeah. you were in, in Japan for two years? Yeah, 2015 to 17. So just as Kate was finishing off elementary school and James was starting middle school, that kind of time. Oh, that's a really interesting time for the kids to spend some a little bit of time abroad a really interesting age for them I should say yeah. to spend some time abroad how did they enjoy great. that yeah oh yeah they did I mean at first they didn't they didn't right. want to move or leave their friends and they didn't like the change and the change in the culture and not being able to understand the language and a different school but now they look back on it and they want to go back and visit and they really had a good time they learned different things there, I think, as well. And that's where my son started really his love of Japanese. And he's kept going oh. with that study even now outside of school. So very cool. I did not keep it up. I could say <laughs> uh, maybe a hundred words and I did better than most well, of the Americans, but still not very good. <laughs> that's that's about 99 more more than me. So congratulations on that. that that's really cool. So we, we have a 17 year old and 15 year old and we were able to take them not on on long durations like two years but you know a week or two here and there to just different countries and it's really cool to see the kids kind of embrace new cultures and and one yeah. one thing that you mentioned where he kind of kept that like the, the Japanese so our oldest Alice uh, we bought, brought both the kids surfing everywhere we went we, Ireland Nicaragua oh, and so now she's become the surfer. She she asked for a surfboard for, for Christmas. It, it's kind of cool to, I don't know, feel like, oh, some of the things we did, you know, while the kids were younger, it kind of sticks with them and, and yeah, shapes them new, as well. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Okay, so we come back from Japan and you end up uh, back in the same area in Boston or? So right back into the same house, which had been more or less empty for two years. Yeah, back yeah. into the Belmont area. And by then, my kids were going to a very small um, middle school in Winchester, which was a STEM-based school. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't have a PTA. Um, There's only 100 kids in the school. And so for that, I would help out. You know, they had an enrichment sewing class that they needed help at. So I would help with that. Um, but not so... And, and small projects that needed doing for the school, but nothing big at that stage. Um, and then we had to decide, okay, what happens with high school? And, you know, we talked about it with James and he really wanted to go back into the Belmont Public Schools. So yeah, he went back to Belmont High School and now Kate's there too. So you mentioned the STEM and you have a pretty a deep background in STEM yourself. I mean, we kind of brushed right over that. I don't know if you, you feel comfortable sharing, like yeah. you jumped from your hometown to yeah that's the true and there's this big I jump. It's, it's fairly interesting so yeah so I wanted to study chemistry I loved it at school but I wanted I also loved German 
so there was this course in exactly. London where you could do chemistry and then in your third year you could go to Germany for the year and do a research project then come back and do your fourth year in London so I signed up for that and then stayed on and did a PhD um, worked for four years for a, a precious metals company just outside of Cambridge England and um, I really enjoyed that I, I was a technical specialist so, so I was kind of the guinea pig in between the sales team the sales rep the customer and the production team mm -hmm. um, so it was a lot of back and forth and trying to advocate for different people and and get to a solution that people were happy with um, which I really enjoyed doing but then when we moved here uh, my husband's job was very intense there was no family he was traveling all the time and you know had the kids so I thought right. I'd rather do a volunteer role and get more involved in the schools so I did also do there were a couple of science nights that I ran at the yes. elementary school with another mum which was a huge undertaking to get all these stations set up just for one night but right. you know you need to get the equipment and the people to run them um, and those were brilliant the kids loved those uh, yeah and then it, more recently, as they've got older, I got involved in the robotics team, which is where I met JJ, because um, we're both parents of boys that are super into robotics. And right. we wanted to make sure that the team was sustainable and would continue to grow. Um, it had sort of outgrown its place in Belmont High School. So we found a new home for it and mentored it and encouraged the kids and kept them going. Very cool. And so that's, that's a nice segue into, so you've had this time focused on kind of the, the kids and the after school stuff and, and probably leveraging some of your, you know, chemistry PhD that we just brushed right over background and <laughs> in, in, in kind of working with these STEM type programs. And so now you're, you're working with us at School Twist. So we, we don't have to get fully into it other than really great and awesome to be around Chris and JJ. How has, been, how has the transition been, you know, jumping right back in? No, it's true. It is really great to be around you guys. I was super, I think when JJ first spoke to me, I thought he might be joking because, you know, after being out the workforce for 17 years, you just assume that, that you might not be, you know, able to do it anymore. So it was, yeah, it was exciting to be asked. And he had sat me down and said, well, what what would you like to do as if you, you know, what was your dream job kind of thing? And I said, yeah. well, kind of worked out through doing the volunteer work. And because there was some volunteer work I did for the swim team, which I didn't enjoy so much, for example. Yeah. So I kind of have learned what I like. And I said, it has to be something that's either education or STEM focused or both. Mm -hmm. And so because the school twist is education focused, then it seems like a perfect fit. I hope so anyway. Yeah, no, it's, it's been, and I'm not just saying this because you're sitting in front of me or across the screen <laughs> in front of me, but no, it's been great to have you. And this is, so maybe a month ago, JJ and I kind of sat and talked about all of these really cool, brilliant people that whether they, they take a break from the workforce and end up volunteering in some way, shape or form with these programs, but like these super interesting, brilliant people often are, are in these and around these programs. So it's one, great to hear your story. Two, great to have you, really, really great to have you as a part of the team. You've been an awesome addition. And, you know, I like, I don't know how long of a run we're gonna have with this podcast, 
you know, school twist, I don't have any, any questions about it's a really solid product there, but you know, it's been great at least getting to know you and JJ and we have Denise coming up and a few other people. So this part has been really fun for me. So at the very least, I've been entertained by this. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap up right now. And I gave you a heads up of the, the one new thing. I've, I've borrowed this one new thing idea from, from a local gentleman. I really love the concept of you know, trying something new all the time. So Fiona, what's the one new thing that you've done, tried or, or tasted recently? In the last six months, I started playing paddle tennis. Um, it's sort of a bit like pickleball. It's outdoors, which is great because I was looking for an outdoor activity because yeah. I'm not a skier. Um, you wrap up warm and yeah, it's like a mini tennis court with a cage because you can play the ball off the cage like squash as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. I can't actually do that part yet. I've only done it <laughs> successfully once off the cage, but I can play it off the court. But it, it keeps you moving, keeps you warm, keeps you exercised. And it's social as well, because you're playing with, you know, three other people. So Perfect. And I think that's a thank great you. end for today. Thank you very much for the time. Oh, thank you, Chris.